This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Two big stories in the rock world this week. Mick Mars retired from touring. Also, Ivan Moody unretired from metal. You know what they say. Every time God closes a career, he opens a window. Hopefully, both of them will jump out of that window soon. Our IP live cast starts now. Ooh, Shannon's a little catty today. Me, yeah. Oh, you're, you're waiting for Mick Mars to jump anywhere. You're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> I had that thought as well. <laughs> He's Post not doing a lot of jumping. Maybe it's like one of them floor to ceiling windows, so he just has to like walk forward or tip over. Okay, uh, it still ain't gonna be a jump. <laughs> he might wheel himself out a window. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's more accurate. We'll get Shannon on that. <laughs> Welcome to RIP a livecast. It's Rob here with Sid. Hey, and Darren. Hi. And it is October 29th. It's Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. And we are live Saturdays, every Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can watch us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, on our Twitch, and on our Facebook channel. And then, of course, archived at RIPLivecast.com. And uh, if if you had the uh, willpower to do so, what would you go dressed as this year, guys? What would you go dressed as? What would be your costume? Oof. Uh... <laughs> It's it's not a matter of willpower. It's not like that's what's stopping me. I just am not interested. <laughs> so. not, I, I've never been into that. I, I had the last time I, I had a costume. I was a child, and uh, my mother, like a family friend, uh, made this costume for me, and it was an envelope. And it was like, it said like, you know, Miss, Mr. John Smith, I had a hell address and a stamp and everything. And I, if I would put my arms out like that, it would create like a rectangular envelope. It was a very clever costume in theory, but it looked like a dress. It just looked like a purple <laughs> dress. And I, Wait, I, purple? It was a purple envelope for what? some reason. Yeah. That should, must be the, just the material she had. I don't know. But wow. she made it, had a big hole in it, and I put my head through, and I was an envelope. And it was like, you know, on paper, that sounds like a good like a good costume. But it just made me look like I was wearing a purple dress, and it kind of put me off of costumes for good. And I haven't gone back. I mean, at least Prince was popular then. You could have said you were like one of the new power generation <laughs> or something. This might have been before Purple Rain. That's how oh, no. he was around, but I don't think he was in the okay. collective uh, consciousness that people would say Prince equals purple yet. Yeah, okay, damn it. <laughs> then, yeah, I can't help you then. Rob, are you dressing up? Are you going to a party? Are you doing anything festive? I might go to a party, but I'm not going to be dressing up. But if the weather was not so cold, mm. uh, I would want to go as Andre the Giant. I would get the one arm singlet. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> the big boots maybe carry carry yeah i definitely have my idea i guess i'd have to shave my chest because he was pretty clean shaven i don't yeah. know how i feel about that uh but then i'd also carry around a bag of peanuts and go want a peanut <laughs> want a peanut oh my god want a peanut. Yeah. i think walk, it's for the best that you walk around and say i want the drugs just walk around and say that all day <laughs> 
Uh, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> give me some marijuana. That's pretty good, Andre, you have to say. Wanna be the World Wrestling Federation Chapter? I eat the sunflower seed. <laughs> sunflower. Want a sunflower seed? I love electronica music. <laughs> Darren sounds Japanese and Rob sounds American. Like, neither one of you are getting the French accent exactly right. He doesn't really, to me, sound like he kind of has a French accent. He has that northern, I don't know where he's actually from, but, like, that's what it sounds like to me is that, like, you know, some of those French people, they just sound kind of Nordic. I guess maybe mm-hmm. they, maybe it's their descent or something, but that's what he sounds like. He doesn't sound like the Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of French. No, you know? no, no, no. Ah, bobo, merci. You know, well, Jean-Claude that. Van Damme is Belgian. Yeah, but he speaks French. I mean, you know, that's what that's they, you, yeah, Are there any pictures of Jean-Claude Van Damme with Andre the Giant? Did they ever I'll, meet? Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is so sensitive about his height. He probably would oh, be a giant man like it that. It would be a seated meeting. Yeah, probably. Let me see if I can Here's find Andre. Anything. Here's Andre talking in the yeah. 70s. My father was seven feet eight, so you'd probably be the same size. Yeah. Well, it was seven foot eight. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Did that worry you that you might uh, exceed seven feet? <laughs> this juxtaposition with the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> An interviewer looks pretty tall, to be honest. Yeah, it's just dwarfed by Andre. I have and uh, started being involved in the sports and hmm. with that, I'm traveling all over the world and make that. Yeah, I feel like his voice it, got it, it deeper as he a, got there older. Seems to be a line uh, or uh, yeah. uh, a you know what's in- funny about Andre the Giant is that like he does like there have been other guys who are that tall. You know what I mean? But they yeah. look like normal human beings with a little extra height. But he's so beefy. That's the thing that you never see. Like you never all those guys are usually thinnish, you know? Yeah. You don't see these giant mountain of men that are just also a massive that head, a massive head of hair. Mm-hmm. Just so much of everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Well, it was the disease. It's literally a disease. Yeah. Acromelagy. You could use Omega-ly. his foreskin as a tablecloth, probably, for like a oh. big table. Like just well. picture it. Have you ever pictured what his privates must have looked like? <laughs> Yeah, that was what that was a segment of the Andre documentary where they were all kind of speculating, and Ric Flair, of course, being like, "Oh, massive hog, massive hog." <laughs> Ric Flair saw it, or he's guessing. He's yeah, no, he saw. I it. mean, they must have all seen it, right? Aren't yeah. well, like in the back naked all the time? Maybe yeah. what? If, well, maybe what if Andre the Giant had a pimple down there? Like, what if he had a tiny penis and I he was imagine. just hiding it all the time because because. How much of a joke would that be if Andre oh, the Giant yeah. had like a four inch, like tiny? Penis? I feel like just the the proportions of him that even tiny for his frame would be bigger than any of us. By the way, I want to reiterate: I'm not shaming anyone. If you have a four inch <laughs> penis, I'm saying on Andre the Giant that yeah. tiny. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I people. can't. Even if it was four inches long, it probably was a foot wide. Just look at him; it would be impossible. <laughs> he have to have like the ultimate tuna can. Right, exactly. It's like a pallet of tuna cans. Then who knows? Who knows? There are actually quite a lot of uh, questions online Uh-oh. on like Reddit, on all these websites, uh, asking about the size of Andre the Giant's penis. Like and, I would, uh, like Sid said, if he had a just only just a proportional penis to his body, it would be like sixteen inches. Yeah. 
So it would have the same size and weight as a canned ham. Right, right, and that would just be with not like not having an oversized penis yeah. proportional to his body. Yeah. Well, here's an interesting image, but I don't know. I don't know if it could it could be doctored. It could be not. Oh, like a bulge uh, or something. But yeah, uh, oh, here's. Oh, to zoom in on his crotch. He's a handsome young man. Look at that. Yeah. That I feel that, that is a healthy is, crotch right there. The man next to him is actually the size of his penis. That's actually his penis we're looking at. This right here. (laughs) He wrapped it around his body and it's coming out the He used to do like a ventriloquist act. He'd take his dick out and just sit it on his lap. (laughs) Hey penis, how do you feel about the weather today? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's really great. It's so sunny. Let's go to the beach. Then he would drink water and p- piss would come out of the penis. Oh, <laughs> penis, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Yes, I love a drink of water. Thank you, Andre. <laughs> uh, have some water while I talk, penis. <laughs> wow. I mean, but, that, but looks, that looks like a significant uh, head right there. Uh, like, <laughs> don't talk about that man that way. <laughs> a significant head. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just shadow. So who knows? I have a question. Uh, so, like, would Rob, do, uh, young Andre, you find him attractive at all? <laughs> uh, not in the like sense that I want. To bone him, but right. he's an attractive man. Yeah. yeah, I think he's attractive. You know um, what it is? I feel like in a way, Andre for me is is almost like an aspirational attra- attractiveness in the sense of like, <laughs> in the sense of like, I feel like we have similar. Uh, he looks a lot like my uncle. I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah, uh, and uh, so I always considered him like like. Even though I know it's not true, like a part of me kind of feels like he's like a distant relative in a way. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, region. It's not that far where he came from, where you came from. You know, a few hundred. So, miles. T- which is to say, like I, I don't really see him like sexual. I don't see him as a sexual being. I, I, I see understand. him more as like like a relative that that has similar features to me. I gotta say, I think the. Um... I think the hair in his later life is killing a lot of his look. I think he had that we- just very strange haircuts choices, like in that clip yeah. you just showed. He, that that may, I mean, I don't think he looks. But I he, feel like that might have been like kind of like the vibe in the seventies. Everyone grew their hair out long, you know. You, you wow, that. doesn't work on everybody. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. I think, but I think as a young man, I think he was attractive, and I could see his appeal. To the ladies, Iron Man has got a sixteen mean oh, yeah. too. So. Just the curiosity factor. <laughs> Dusty Rose Muffler asks I, Andre cut or uncut. Honestly, even him needing to ask that question, I'm offended. It's so obviously uncut yeah. that Frenchman. Like, what are you even talking about? And se- like seventies <laughs> Frenchman, like come on. Yeah. And also the amount of uh, the 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 medical staff that would have been required to cut the foreskin. Off. That well, he didn't. He, didn't have, uh, he, he wasn't a giant as a baby. You have to use pruning <laughs> shears. Yeah. Like, well, he wouldn't have been the barber beefcake. That's not, <laughs> not, those were the shears that circumcised Andre, and then they just used that for his gimmick. Yeah. He had a foreskin, and then he lost it in a foreskin uh, versus foreskin match. <laughs> and Brutus cut it off. Yeah, that's how docking was invented. Right, but it took four days <laughs> to get it removed. 
Lord Alfred Hayes used to sleep in Andre's foreskin when he was on <laughs> hard times and didn't have a home. Here's I believe a from the weather on here. <laughs> a photo of Andre's moil right here. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, we take a little off the top. Uh, snip, snip, snip. Uh, you're done. <laughs> we make maybe a nice briefcase out of it. Brutus Beefcake is dead now, right? No, he's still no. alive. No. I mean, Jeez. if you call that living. But he had like some bad boat accident or yes. something. Right? His whole oh, face needed to be reconstructed. Right. He has like steel <laughs> plates in his face or something like mm. that. Look at him. Oh, oh. That, that's not even that recent, I don't think. That's like think probably 10, 10 years ago. No. Come on. He's like 70 now. Look at that oh, fanny, fanny pack, though. He's older than Hulk Hogan. This is this is last year. He was severely ill. Oh wow! That picture's last year. No way. Well, this it's from a story from last year, so I guess I the photo could be. I well, let, let me put it this way: I'd be shocked if that's how he looked a year ago. That's way better than I would have predicted. And not that he looks good, but that's what my thought was. You know, there's that I, photo of him and uh, Greg Valentine smoking pot. Let's see if I can find mm. it. Oh, great. Who I, I gotta say, if you look, put the two of them next to each other, he still looks better than. <laughs> oh, come on, better no, than Greg Valentine. No, Greg Valentine looks worse than like ninety percent of the population of the world. <laughs> great head of hair, though. Yeah, and I'll say one thing for Greg Valentine: he does these shoots now on online. On uh, like, he just goes and people give him a hundred bucks in a case of beer, and mm -hmm. he just does a shoot, and they are fascinating. Like listening to him talk is just you live the life. He looks yeah. like Seth Putnam. Yeah. And he also, but it, like, uh, in addition to that, like, a lot of guys live that life, but he has a great way of, of telling the story. Like, very entertaining. If you want to, what are that. some highlights? Oh, like, just to tell the stories about, like, being backstage or that. He, he breaks down matches, like, match, he had a, a match with Tito Santana or something, and he just walked, walks you through the match with Tito Santana. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there listening to how. They worked a match together and what's different from how they work matches today. And he kind of complains like an old man. And, you know, that's an example. So of even wrestling thing. has that, like the old former athletes complaining. Oh, about so off. He's like, well, so we used much. to we used to work. A that's how he talks. Have analytics at the analytics ruined wrestling, too. It's the same thing. It's not, you know, it's not. It's, analytics, not a, it's, but, more, it's more that it, yeah. it just looks it looks like. Like a gymnastic show now. It right. looks like mm. ballet now. Either that or the, it goes the other way where it's like, oh, it's too unsafe. It's You're just mm. dropping people on their heads. These aren't. Oh, wow. People. I wouldn't expect the, the old thing. timers to complain about a lack of safety. Well, they say we we did the unsafe thing, but we did them really safely. You know, like we mm. took care of even the guy. You hated the guy outside. You want to punch him right in the nose. But then you get in the ring. You would take care of each other because that was being a professional. They had back fundies back, back then. Right. Oh well, well, yeah. When the match ends, it was fair game to go to go drop the guy. Yeah, going to fuck his line. wife behind his back and slash his tires. But the other thing they will always say, which Greg Valentine is big on, he's like, uh, you know, we called a match on the spot, wasn't no choreographed, mm. of, you know, choreographing. Like we just knew the ending. We so that's the analytics. There you go. Right. Right. They, they let the players control it. There wasn't any nerd in the front <laughs> office who never got in the ring telling us how to do the match. Exactly. Oh, well, I mean, that's the biggest criticism of WWE, that it's over-scripted, actually. Yeah. That they don't I, let that, which I agree with, actually. But the thing is, though, I agree with that, but WWE does choreograph things down, down to the letter a lot of the time. But like other types of wrestling, they still complain about those. 
They complain mm-hmm. that anything is cool. Like, oh, they like these, uh, like, you know, high flying guys, they might have a sequence of spots that they mm-hmm. work on and insert it into a mat. Like, that's no good. You got to just have a fight. You got to have a fight. You might have one scripted high spot during a match that uh-huh. happens. And, but like, that's it. Like, don't, you can't put a sequence of moves in. Like, it just has to be on the spot or it looks fake. I think that's bullshit. Don't those yeah, sequences of moves that. always get the best reaction from the crowd? Like yes. when they're executed properly? Yeah, the whole also, point of it is- uh, Yeah, and like some of this, it's like you're performing stunts. So yeah. like you should know where everything is. And if it requires <laughs> practice, maybe it's re- it's required because you want it to be executed safely, but still look great. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you don't want these guys to die when they're 34. Yeah. Also. That's another thing. But I think it's just, it's it's a different world, too. Like, everyone knows it's fake. Like, when he was yeah. wrestling, there were people who come there with knives and to stab people because they were mad at a shoot promo that just happened a week ago. Or <laughs> That's every episode of Tales from the Territories has five of those stories. It's such yeah. a great show. So you're, you're talking to a different audience. You're talking to people who are hip to it. They know that it's fake. They want to be entertained. They want to see a fake story done well. So that yeah. requires like planning. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. 1972 anymore. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, uh, Darren and I went to a, a wrestling show yesterday, a New Japan show here in Manhattan in Times Square. And uh, it was so interesting. We were so up close that I could actually see like the ring that they were using and it was kind of no offense new japan but it was a little sloppily put together where (laughs) i just like when you pulled the ring skirt you could see all it is is a plank of wood (laughs) on essentially like a giant raised bed frame let's say and then a plank of wood about this and then like maybe a five inch maybe a five inch foam topper so that's all the padding that they're, you're you're dropping each other on wood with five inches of padding. Mm-hmm. How much is it usually? I don't know what the comparison. No, that's how is. much it is. Oh, I, oh so you're not okay. Is. He's just, just saying usually... that it it was sloppily put together so that he could see. Oh, yes, okay, yes, not yes, the. That's what I okay, meant. Okay. Typically, the ring skirt and like the the cover will hide all of this stuff, so you don't see. You know, the the illusion isn't broken. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a ring. But like w- when I saw all the parts, I'm like, wow, this is all it is. Like, there's no, there's no secret to it. There's no magic to it. It's just paint. <laughs> you know, you're dropping each other on fucking wood. To be fair, like when you when they when you land on the mat correctly, it's not really that much pain, but it's very easy to fuck fuck it up. And, but and you're you're still taking impact on your body, like like oh, it sure. might not hurt that much, but it's 100%. not the human body is not meant to take that kind of right. especially on a regular if, basis, especially New Japan where they land on each other's fucking heads constantly. That's the other thing. They just do lots of very neck compression type stuff that makes you go, whoa. And I'll tell you what, Sid, we saw probably the worst headshot with a chair that I've seen in 20 years uh, since the WWE banned it. The guy just picked up Shingo Takagi, picked up a chair, and he just threw it at his opponent's head, and it just full on like a like a ninety five mile an hour fastball. <laughs> he took it. He took it squarely on the noggin. Oh. <laughs> And we were like, I was like, this guy just got CTE. He's going to die when he's 40. That's how bad it was. And we were like 10 feet away from that, really. really, It's at a point now where it just takes me out of the match. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't. Like, it's almost like it's one thing when they 
kind of like mutilate themselves and bleed a little. Like I could tolerate that, yeah. but a chair shot to the head, you've gone yeah. too far. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's, there's no real, like real, there's no real uh, long-term damage from one yeah. incident of bleeding yourself. If you do it for 40 years, like dusty roads, maybe, but, yeah, there's there's, but you could do it once and not, but one of those chair shots could fuck you up for life. Yeah. Literally yeah. one. It's yeah. not worth it. And, uh, but yeah, so that was that was very interesting to to see. Mm-hmm. Did it I'm knock the guy out? Did he like how like that shot? How did it affect him in the moment? Uh he continued the match. Oh God! I mean, he yeah. sold it like you would in a wrestling match. Yeah. but like uh, he yeah, it wasn't the end can, of the match. Okay, he, yeah, it wasn't wow. the final. Wasn't the, it was close to the end, but it wasn't okay. the end. The guy yeah. hit his finishing move and all that. Yeah. Uh also. Uh, the moment I sat down last night, I just, uh, you know, uh, I think I, I, we got there a little, uh, before you and, you know, I just sit down and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. And like the person right in front of me had, (laughs) had very, very noticeable BO and it just, it felt like it got worse. (laughs) <laughs> throughout the night <laughs> but really? that's that's the risk you take when going to a wrestling show I mean, you never know <laughs> who you might at least everyone in our area was fun to to hang out with uh during the show and i got i kind of got used to the the scent after <laughs> after like was an a, hour maybe there was a lot of chanting funny chanting around them. not usually the this dumb wrestling chanting but there was like clever puns and stuff a lot of people calling it was, and the wrestlers could definitely hear you it was such an environment it was like a tiny how many seats are in there 1500 okay, they're saying yeah 1500 but i don't know it felt like 750 honestly you know but the capacity you're saying not the actual amount of people there because there was some empty seats right too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but it was very intimate and and also basically O- only three sides of the ring had had uh, seats, so it was like because it's a concert venue, right? So it Which was like, look at space. Was this Palladium? This was in Times Square, the former uh, Nokia Theater, former right. best. Okay, theater. and it was yeah, like it was- watching a. It was like watching a, a metal show, like a medium sized metal show in that same direction, like just seats all facing the ring in one direction. And there was a few on each side, but mainly, mainly like that. Uh, Shifty Shortcake asks, Rob doesn't like man musk? I feel like I like it. uh, Yeah, it's got to be good musk. And also, there's a point. (laughs) It's to a point. Eventually, it's like, no, you got to shower. You know, a little musk isn't isn't bad. A little saltiness, sure. So like one day, man goes one day without showering. He does mild activity. You okay with that? I guess it depends. Some people have much harsher musk (laughs) than others. I can tolerate certain musk more than others, but this was stinging the nostrils. (laughs) Have you ever loved them? I'm going to tell my story after this. I want your answer first. Have you ever loved a man's musk so much that you asked him not to shower for like a day? Maybe. Uh, I've had someone ask me to do that, but no, I have not. Did you do it? I prefer... Sure, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, uh, I prefer uh, the the freshly showered scent. That that's more appealing. Like me. an Irish Spring, sure. Dial. What's I, your preference? Well, I, not Irish Spring because Irish Spring is like a very cheap. So I like a nice, a nice like 
perhaps a, a shade butter bees. kind of scent or just like a moisturized scent. It's nice. <laughs> It it, 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 uh, it it makes me uh, feel more comfortable with the uh, the rimming aspect because it's like oh it's a clean it's a clean situation here I don't have to I don't have to go in wondering right you take the uncertainty out of it I get it mm -hmm. I was involved with a, a, a woman when I was in college the first time I'm in college again mm -hmm. now but uh, when I was in my early twenties and she. Is it goddamn this thing? Like, if she didn't take a shower for like one day, let's say, uh, it just happened. You know, like well, some, some, sometimes you're running around, or whatever, and it, she just smelled like phenomenal. Uh, her natural scent was just like I, I suppose if she went after that, it would probably start this thing. Mm. But she had natural woman musk that was just enhanced by a little bit of sweat, which I've never experienced before. And also, huh. most women like I don't want to paint with a broad brush but they're very obsessive painting broads it. with a brush yeah hey watch it buddy shock jock <laughs> but they a lot most women i've known just immediately run to go in the shower so mm -hmm. you get, they always smell like soap and you know fragrances and stuff but sometimes that natural female uh scent is just very very attractive so i understand that the man musk thing on your end mm -hmm. no pun His intended <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got here. All right, let's move along. Oh, uh, yeah. So Mick Mars announced he's retiring uh, at the top of the show. Can I ask answer a oh, question that was put to me uh, here by sure. El Duderino? He said, "Darren, was it that same girl you hooked up with that had an almost mustache between her tits?" Let me correct one thing. It was basically a mustache. It was like a little caterpillar between Secondly, her tits. Yeah, I told this on the air because clearly El Dutorino remembered that. <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I, I was not in a relationship with this person. I met her, and we began fooling around. And she, I, the first time that I had basically had her shirt off, it was in the dark, and I discovered this by by feel, not by seeing it. There was just a bit of hair there, and uh, it felt like a little caterpillar. <laughs> and then it turned out that she had a. She had some sort of like facial type hair, but it was between her cleavage and it was very off-putting. Mm. That's a very good, very good throwback reference to remember that. It must be years ago that I told that one. Then no, it was not her. Although she didn't she didn't smell bad at all, but <laughs> she had no other issues except for that, which was disappointing. She was pretty attractive. Shifty Shortcake asked, <laughs> did you twirl it? I did not. I was very put off by that whole situation. Like, I, I yeah. Like, like, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but a girl does not have any, like, visible facial hair. But when you start kissing her, you feel there's a little facial hair there. Like, like you feel it, even though it's not mm -hmm. prominent. That's mm -hmm. very off-putting to me. I just don't like hair. I don't even like it really on myself. I don't like body hair. So I'm not, like, trying to shame any you women. Do I shave? Yeah. Yeah. Can't you see my face? Of course I shave. No, I mean like not just your, like you said, you don't like body or do you shave your body? I hair? do it. I do in the, if I'm, if it's like the summer, I shave my, my chest sometimes or my, like I, my underarms, but that's, mm -hmm. I don't like the feel of it. And like if, but I don't, I'm too lazy to do it in the winter. So I just kind of leave it. I don't like how do, it looks. Do you nair it? What do you? No, I don't go crazy like that. I just have the same clippers I use on my head. I just oh, okay. Go, I give it the once over. I don't go like insane with it. Mm -hmm. 
But it's also a laziness thing because it's very hard to get all the hair off for me. I have a lot of, well, I wouldn't say I have a lot of hair. I think Rob has more hair than me, but I have probably like a six out of 10 hairy. Everyone, everyone's getting really, uh, I'll field all these questions. <laughs> did, uh, did, did her choach have hair? I did not get that far with her, so, or I didn't pursue it after that. It really put me off a lot. Like, I didn't pursue anything else with her. And I but, think, due to read, <laughs> there's some typos. In what yeah, I didn't said, understand think, what that meant. I think he means her tits shed oh. like a dog, but oh, it says her tots cheed like a dog. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And if, by the way, if there's any any women out there that do have this issue, I don't want to make you feel bad. Like, I just, I personally don't like body hair. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with having that. I don't want to shame anybody. It's just a, a turn off to me. Even if she had hairy legs, it'd be a turn off to me. But other people may find that attractive. So please don't feel bad about yourself. I bet Andre the Giant was into it because he's French. <laughs> yes, and uncut penis. <laughs> you think Andre ever had a homosexual tryst with any of his uh, any of his um, uh, roster mates? Probably. Yeah, the 70s, I can see right? it again. Seventies French world. I mean, the man needed to get off. He didn't care if it was a man or woman sucking that dick. I, yeah, and again, I mean, the curiosity factor. Right. I don't know that I'd hook up with him, but I'd be very curious to see what it looked like, just for like sociology and anthropology and my own psychology. <laughs> Pat Patterson, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that I'm, was like the initiation. Like, come on, I'll buy you a case of beer. <laughs> All right, I guess anything once I will try. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on, Pat. I'm the top, though. <laughs> you could probably fuck Andre in the ass and he wouldn't even feel it. Like, oh, his man. asshole <laughs> like a fucking tire. But that's the problem, is that his asshole is like the Lincoln Tunnel. And just naturally. Yeah, like, you would need, like, an 11-inch penis just to get in there. You need, well, a, se you need a semi Just grind truck. against one, like, section of it. You need an the easy pass to maybe. get in there. <laughs> you might never come out. <laughs> it's like three. Andre hooked up with three dudes and they all got lost up his ass. They were you never need, seen again. You need ways to get out of that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andre. Do not speak ill of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> He should have played if he was alive. He should have played in Rob Zombie's uh, Monsters. Should have. Oh heard. my god! <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Rob would have loved to have him. <laughs> oh yeah. Dusty Rhodes Buffler says, "Fuck him in the ass and make him humble." And that actually makes me think: Did either of you see the cover of today's New York Post? No. no. What was it? It is about Tom Brady and Giselle getting a divorce, mm. but the Photoshop they did is basically Giselle putting Tom Brady in the camel clutch. Oh, really? It's fucking wild. Can I see Robin? this, please? Yeah. I'm loading it. <laughs> You're losing to the fucking Giants twice, motherfucker. Look at that. Oh, what? Oh, they. Oh, it's a Photoshop. <laughs> this yeah. is brutal Photoshopping. It too. really is. Because it's like it's her head on someone else's body position this very weird way. Why do you and think he, they did that? Would she sue them for using her body or something? Why they, not just, just her? probably not it might a photo also of her be her position. body just from a different photo. Oh, I yeah. get it. I get it. 
They wanted that position specifically. <laughs> they needed the... And it says sacked, but that's not really how a quarterback gets sacked. Also, yeah, it's, it's so like weird. Defender riding your lower back. Because <laughs> it's like, where is her other leg? You know, yeah. like, yeah, I guess the, the suggestion is it's like, you know, over him, but Straddling. like, that doesn't mean, like, how does her body move that? Away? You know, it just, this scientifically is not working for yeah. me. Yeah. She, it, I mean, if she's a contortionist like that, you should have made sure that. Also, I love that it's over, like, his hand <laughs> yeah. is shadowing over Pelosi's husband beaten in yeah. attack. He got, this just getting the raw end of the deal, man. Yeah. Tom he Brady, got, Pelosi. <laughs> He got sacked too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Pelosi. What a shame. Not at all, though. He's gonna Not is he is he gonna have trouble insider trading now that he's uh, been attacked? For, for so, a few weeks, probably. If you haven't followed the news, allegedly some sort of very online person broke it who had very strong opinions about movies like The Last Jedi. Broke oh, into Nancy Pelosi's house with a knife, with the or no, with a hammer, yeah, with the intention of killing Nancy Pelosi. Ran into uh, Paul Pelosi, Nancy's husband, uh, and notorious inside trader, and beat the shit out of him with the hammer, but did not kill him. The guy's like in his seventies, and you can't kill him. 80s. What a wuss! He's like eighty-two. 80s. What a well, wuss! He put down the hammer mid uh, mid strike because he was uh, on Reddit doing a post about Star Wars. Unfortunately, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> nope, just evil. Oh, nope, just evil. It's a review of the says, new Andor episode. Hammer smash Pelosi. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dusty Rose muffler Invader One attacked Pelosi's son. Invader One. If you don't know, is the guy that killed Bruder Brosy, Bruder Bruiser Brody, or Bruder Bruder Brosy. Yeah, Bruder Pelosi, Bruder Brosi, Bruder Brosi, I'm going to kill you with the hammer. I can, you can put fourteen hammers in my asshole, and it will not even feel. I have a giant asshole. Bruiser Brody. I mean, Bruiser Brody. Can we do that? No, we're live, pal. You got to keep going. Bruiser Brody. You buy me drinks, maybe I think about fucking you. I did Pat Patterson. He was very sweet to me. So, yeah, the two stories at the top of the show. Mick Mars finally said, boys, enough is enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't. The money isn't worth the extreme pain I'm going through night in and night out. And I'm sure they I'm realized. I'm just, what, of listening to Vince Neil? <laughs> or some other. Well, the, the, to say nothing of the emotional scarring, just mm -hmm. the physical pain of just touring touring is hard traveling is difficult it's strenuous it's strenuous i feel mm -hmm. like uh it is not it's i feel it's almost you know nobody really talks about how hard it's so hard to travel it's so yeah. hard i want to read something <laughs> dusty said pepe can fill in for mick moss Pepe's a drummer pepe yeah. does not play the pepe uh, pepe would fill in for tommy lee 
if he was uh, old and decrepit. Or broke his ribs again falling down yeah. the stairs. Right. Uh, so John Five, Rob Zombie's former guitarist, and an R.I.P. Alive cast alumni is going to be uh, doing the, the guitar work. So wow. it's interesting how they say that Mick Mars has retired from touring. So he's still in the band, although they're not making any new music probably and not doing anything other than touring. But... Uh, Maybe you'll still show up for public appearances. I don't know. I I guess it really it doesn't matter who's in. It's all about the brand, you know. Uh, And have you seen like have you seen Mick Mars? Like you can just really put a cardboard stand up cutout. Yes, for a public appearance. I mean, it can't play instruments, but if you're just doing an appearance, you could. It's the same experience. Exactly. They should crank him. Just cut off his head and put it like attach it to some like automaton's body. And he could like walk around and <laughs> hold the guitar. There you yeah. go. You got Mick Mars. Then plant him in somebody's stomach like Quato. Yeah. In the Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> now that could work. Dig yeah. up Razzle's body. Oh. <laughs> Razzle was a drummer, though. Oh. But it's still, it's just a body. Yeah. It's Mick Mars' mm. like muscle memory would be in, in you know, mm. implanted. <laughs> But he, we, the, would he have the, the finger muscles? Would Razzle have the finger muscles? And also, his body's pretty decrepit now. Andy McCoy would be very upset if they dig up Razzle. <laughs> First, you kill it, the fucking wrestle. Now, you're grave robbing the fucking wrestle. Imagine if fucking Mick Mars, upon making this decision, called Andy McCoy and oh, said, no. you're the only one who can replace oh me. Oh, my I mean, God. And then Andy th- he Andy is, like, very conflicted because this is huge for his career, but these are his arch nemesis. He has to take weeks to think it over. He finally calls Mick back and says, you know what? I'll do it. And Mick says, psych. And just hangs up. <laughs> oh, see, I thought he would do it and then just totally like sabotage the show, <laughs> crash the tour bus, yeah, or, and end yeah. up being the only one who dies from the accident. J- j- just strikes Nikki Six with seven needles worth of heroin. <laughs> just- <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna save you now, down. punk? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> No, that's but, the thing. He would sneak all that heroin onto the bus and wait for them to fall asleep to inject them. But then he'd get bored and just do all the heroin himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> he'd never get the chance. My 30-year plan is almost complete. Oh, wait. I think I'll just do the fucking heroin. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, that's pretty believable, though. <laughs> I believe it. Fuck! Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> and so, and the the other half of the uh, the intro was this uh, revelation that Ivan Moody is not retiring. For, I told I told you, D- didn't I say this is bullshit? Yeah. All right. It, it wasn't even a week, and he's he's walking it back. Uh, if you didn't watch or listen to us last week, he basically said that he's going to do one more album with the band and then fuck off and retire. And then his uh, his makers, they were like, uh, "His makers, that's right, like the, the people, people who made him band together." Yeah, you know his puppet masters. Yeah, exactly. His his George Soros's his handlers. <laughs> they were like, uh, "Ivan, 
so <laughs> he. Uh, what was that voice you just did? I that. That's what his maker sounds like. <laughs> okay, Kanye. Uh, he did a. Uh, he did a. Uh, a Q and A. And he said, no, I'm not leaving. I wanted to let you know. I really sat back the last few days and took it all in. And I first off want to apologize. I do. I apologize. I apologize because music's all I've got. And I don't think, for one, my kids would respect me in the long run if I quit doing (laughs) what I I got. If I stopped working so I could spend more time with them, they would get to know me better. They they would not forgive me. Yeah, they wouldn't forgive me. (laughs) Wait, I love that he's like, music's all I've got. What about that stupid? But then he mentions his kids. Like, don't you also have kids? Music is also like kids is also what you've got. Rob, he's very unsubtly telling you something about his kids. I feel. And also, didn't he write that stupid art book? Like, what happened to that? That's his other career that he. I thought music's all I've got, and I don't think for one, my kids would respect me in the long run if I quit doing what got me here. I don't think my friends would talk to me. So your friends aren't what you got. Obviously, nobody likes this guy if he's not in a band. I guess that's fucking. Obviously, they didn't text me. Not the ones I was hoping for. What does that mean? What does that Uh, mean? He's he's saying when the news. When the news came out that he was retiring, he expected certain people to check in with him that did not check in with him, I guess. But was he expecting them to congratulate him or to try to talk him out of it? Like, what was he hoping for from those texts that he didn't get that changed his mind? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I think I'm guessing to congratulate him like, hey, you don't need you're more than music, blah, blah, blah. I love you no matter what. Instead, he's saying. Like what we're we're assuming, which is, you know, like <laughs> Tutorito music in a walk-in closet full of affliction shirts is all he's got. <laughs> well, that's all the kids are going to inherit. He's not giving them any fucking money, so <laughs> that's why they don't want to talk to him. A garage full of boxes of those poetry books, yeah, unsold, <laughs> returned, from and the- and rock star energy drink. <laughs> it's all flat now because it's been sitting there for years. Worthless. <laughs> Love it. Uh yeah. So I mean, no surprise. Of course, of course he's not gonna quit. He's getting paid fucking crazy money to just show up. That's all he has to do. He just has to show up. Yeah. He thinks he's uh the shit now because he's believing his own hype for the last decade plus. Yeah, I but he's done this before, right? Like threatened on Whoa. stage, he's like, yeah. He seems he, like he just has a bad day and makes these announcements, and then like two days pass, and he's like, oh wait, no, oops. Well, I'm I'm sure he's suffering from some sort of uh, mental illness, be it depression or bipolar disorder, because this does occasionally come up. And I'm, and I mean, his name is he... Moody, for God's sake, it's right there. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm sure alcohol made it much worse, and th- that's why his bandmates and his his managers and his friends reached out to him that he needed to stop doing it. And, and this I'm time sure- they didn't call. Maybe that's it. Maybe this time they're like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Let him do what he wants. And he's like, wait, you guys, you're not going to try to talk me out of it. Shit. Oh well. Got to go through with it, Moody. Yeah. I guess we'll do the story Whoa. again in like two years when he fake <laughs> retires next. 
Yeah, there are there people like that are just hanging on this story, hoping that he won't retire. Like, does anyone really give a shit? Five Finger Death Punch is one of the biggest bands. I think so. No, I think people do care. I'm saying specifically Evan Moody, because you know, if he did retire, there'd be instantly a guy replacing him doing the exact same fucking thing that he does. Like, does anyone give a shit about him specifically? Right. I see what you're saying. Uh, uh, I would say yes. I would say. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to put myself. Like, I, I obviously do not like. Like, if they, gotta, like if they got it, if they got it, I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking. Like, like to put it in 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 to uh, a sentiment that I would understand. Like, if I was when I was in college and I, and Limp Bizkit was my favorite band, <laughs> you know, right? And then like you're saying, like, oh, dude, does it need Fred Durst? Yeah, in, that's like, different. The, I gotta I gotta object to that because Fred Durst. While I'm not a I'm not a um, proponent of Fred Durst's music in any way, nor do I think he's talented. He has a distinctive sound. Like we can all agree on that. Like if you're listening mm-hmm. to Fred Durst do something, you say immediately that's Fred Durst. Ivan Moody sounds like every other single guy in this exact same genre I, right. to me. Am I wrong? Uh, no, it's a fair judgment. I get what you're saying. Like, but but I feel like to their fans, they probably don't feel that way. They probably feel like he has a unique voice. Maybe so. Or or a unique personality <laughs> that they wanna yeah. that they wouldn't want to be out oh, of the band. Oh, personality, sure. I mean he, he has a very specific non-personality <laughs> in very funny ways. Uh yeah. So but Good news for Five Year Death Punch. Ivan is not going anywhere. Oh, thank, thank God. Thank goodness. Woof. Maybe he'll do his dog core band now. And then, like, <laughs> maybe that's all it is. He just needs time to do side projects that aren't Five Finger Death Punch. It's yeah. Too much fight. Like, like they need to give him like the the latitude that Slipknot gives Corey Taylor where he can just go do solo projects for a year or two and then come back and then all right now let's get serious about Slipknot. what if when Corey's off doing his side projects Ivan is the singer of Slipknot I mean he just has to put on a mask <laughs> he can't uh, handle that music it's this not basic bitch music like five yeah minutes. yeah I feel like uh, Corey Taylor is miles ahead of a uh, vocalist than uh Sure, but like, so he wouldn't be able to pull huge, it off. If you're a huge Slipknot fan, and they're mm-hmm. like, "All right, we're taking two years off so Corey could do Stone Sour," mm-hmm. would you prefer having no Slipknot at all for two years, or would you prefer uh-huh. having Slipknot but with Ivan Moody on vocals? And also, if you're a huge Five Finger Death Punch fan, would you prefer two years of no Five Finger Death Punch at all, or two years of Ivan Moody, but he's in a different band. This is like, like a Slipknot. Chuck Klosterman question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might. They might settle for it. They like it's. They call it an all star super group. Something yeah. I don't know. They, I, they should explore this. If I use bands that I like to answer this question, I would rather not have the music. If it's someone that drastically different, I don't think I want to. Like, I don't. I think Slipknot fans probably look down on Five Finger Death Punch and vice versa. Maybe there is some crossover, but I think uh, it's just different. I know from my experience, it's definitely a different fan base. uh, No, I think there's 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 probably some. I bet. I bet. I will say, I'm sure there are Slipknot fans who are not Five Finger Death Punch fans, but I bet most Five Finger Death Punch fans are Slipknot fans. You think, I think so? I wow. you yeah. Would, you would know better than I would covering this yeah. stuff, but I, I, it wouldn't uh, be my first instinct. But uh, 
it's an interesting thing. Like I'm thinking, my mind immediately went to Audio Slave when Chris Cornell uh, joined the the band members of Rage Against the Machine, and how in the lead up to it. I was very much looking forward to it. I thought, like, this is going to be so good. This is two bands that I love and respect so much. And all the musicians are very talented. And it was fine, but it never reached my very lofty expectations. It was less than the sum of its parts. Well, yeah. that's my thing about it was it, yeah. It, well, if you plotted it out on graph paper, what would this sound like if you took this singer with this band? It was exactly that. And that's bad. Like that's the I can if I can imagine it already, and I'm not even a musician. Like that's not you know what I mean. That's just kind of killing it for me. You wanted it to do something magical, you know? Just yeah, like... yeah. Some of those songs are good me. though. Some of those. No, songs. exactly. I agree. I agree. Some of them. Some of them are are quite the earworm, but it never like it never reached the peaks of their previous bands. I will say that. Shifty Shortcake says Moody will replace Anselmo after the next white wine incident. Yeah. Maybe mm. that? Wide, wide. <laughs> the wine was flowing. <laughs> <laughs> and so was the racism. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of white wine at the Capitol two years ago. There was a lot of whining by white people. <laughs> Yes. Well, uh, speaking of, of of white people, oh, uh, I we that could be an get... alternate title for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I did want to mention there is a uh, video that we got sent. Oh. By who sent this, Sydney? Sent uh, this hold on, I'll the Undersnaker tweeted it at us. The, oh, the Undersnaker, yes, bless you, Undersnaker. First of all, great Twitter handle, and uh, Jake, Jake the Undersnaker. Oh, Jake, this. Oh, I, I get it. it. Jake, this thing, but Jake the Undersnaker. Okay, okay, uh, and this band is incredible. The band is Grave <laughs> Danger. Loading the video now. One word, apparently. Grave danger. Because there's a grave danger that's a ska band. So I had trouble finding the correct Facebook page yeah. for the correct band. Was there an underscore of some kind? No, just one word, grave danger. Here we go. Are you, first of all, <laughs> before we even listen to a, a, a note, look at this fucking guitarist. Like, uh, yeah. chunky chunky sideburns that look like wings going uh reaching nearly his chin it and is thor it's 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 a thor mullet but dark you know dark brown it's like not. if thor had a son with dweezil zappa if anybody knows <laughs> yeah. what dweezil zappa looks like and yeah. and also the cheapest illest fitting pleather <laughs> pants i've ever seen like he clearly a size too small or too big. I can't like in some parts of the body, some parts of it's like it's too small and some parts it's baggy. So I don't understand how that's possible. Just and he's also as he was in the free birds. 
He's also holding the guitar like he's a, a in high school music class too. That's a, <laughs> a good point. It's like up and, around uh, his rib cage, like kind of. Dudorito says out, he must be neighbors with these people because he knows the, where that video was shot. <laughs> yeah, the power plants in the background are in Huntington Beach. So. Yeah, what a backdrop for a video. Uh, let's, let's let's so let's hear a few seconds of <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what was this? Like I love that there's a second angle shot in a bunker? Like where where are they with one light? Yeah, nighttime, one light, one camera, and I love that he's wearing something different. He's got he's got his his shoulders showing out the guns. He's got the chest hair in every single possible way, Rob. I'm sorry. What was that? In every single possible way, this is the so cold in the D of metal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's not on the meter. Oh my poorly, god! Sh- poorly shot. Bad lip syncing. <laughs> we love it. Shifty Shortcake says that drummer looks like he's regretting his life choices, hiding his face and shit. And from this angle, I have to ask Rob: Is that Pepe? No. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I don't think. I think he's above this now. <laughs> he does like to work a lot, though. Yeah. Wow, it really does look like. It. Same beanie. <laughs> These vocals are like <laughs> the, <laughs> the melody. He, he, like what he's doing the second, you know, the second vocal, the backing vocals. I swear, I was like, Darren, are you playing a sound effect? Like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like I was like, what's going on? <laughs> that sound is what the. Uh, Muslim wedding party heard when the drones were coming up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He was the lone survivor of that drone strike. <laughs> he does. I've, I'm getting like Armenian vibes from Something. This, this guy. You know, like some sort of, uh, yeah. That's why when I first saw this link and I just played the video and I didn't know where it was from or whatever. I assumed it was like some Middle Eastern or something band. And I'm like, oh, let's not make fun. Like they're, you know, they're trying like props to them for, but then it's like, oh no, they're based in Los Angeles. Oh, then I can totally shit on this. Cool. <laughs> what if they're Armenian or something of Middle Eastern from, from there, but live in Los Angeles now, is that allowed? Yeah. Cause then he's probably like a Kardashian sibling that we just haven't heard of yet. Fair. Mm-hmm. Well, those I don't see any presence of those genes in this gentleman. <laughs> well, I don't know. I maybe he just he was the one that they didn't get spring for any plastic <laughs> surgery for. Oh, or he's like, no, I want sideburn implants. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> you need quite Shifty a few surgeries to get from this to uh, any of those people. Yeah. Shifty Shortcake says <laughs> I could smell the me- musk on this guy through the screen. Yeah, he looks was like Elon. Guy at the wrestling show, Rob, sitting in front of you. Maybe it might have been this guy, yeah. <laughs> he looks like Matterhorn Decker from that old wrestling arcade game. <laughs> when I was wrestling champion. Can wow. We, let me find a picture. Champion <laughs> I... wrestler, I think. Find the yeah. picture of that. Oh, that was such a good reference. Oh, man, I loved it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I put the link in our group chat, Rob, so you can. Since you, I'll load since it in a second. Since you said that, and also mentioning Matterhorn, which is a mountain, I started thinking of Man Mountain Rock. And this guy oh, reminds yeah. me of a little bit. This is so amazing. You got a picture of that guy too. This is the. Where's the game? Oh, I love this game. It's like an Andre the Giant knockoff. Back to Andre again. This game was great. This was the first game, and this came out in the eighties, where you could like beat up the manager. Yes, and he would throw <laughs> weapons in the ring. Yep. Oh, it was the best. I love that game so much. Steel cage match. There's Man Mountain Rock with his amazing <laughs> WWE shaped guitar. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, what is it? Who has this guitar? Where is yeah, this? Yeah, right. You know, Jimmy Hart must have it somewhere, yeah, like a garage. Right. <laughs> it's got to be hidden. They'll get sued if anyone ever sees <laughs> it because of the WWF logo. <gasps> oh, there it is. Some guy has it. I bought it. Oh, is that the angry video game nerd? Does he have it? No, this guy has <laughs> a, a wrestling uh, a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. But anyway, enough <laughs> Man Mountain Rock for tonight. <laughs> uh, l- let's see. So wait, there's also a, a, a Facebook page for this yes. band. So the Facebook URL is Mace Thrusters. That must have been their previous name. What a terrible name! Look at this. Great First of all, danger. do you throw? Oh, they mean the the, the ancient medieval yeah. mace, I guess. Oh, yeah, they must. They don't throw that either. Don't you hit people with it? You, you thrust th- it. Oh, thrust! Maybe. Right. I oh, see. I thought it was. It already left my mind. It's how bad it is. I thought it was mace throwers. Uh, oh no, mace thrust. That's their softball right. team. I guess you could thrust a mace. I don't know. Oh, they're traditional heavy metal. Oh, <laughs> oh. Good, good news. Grave Danger is now available for gigs, gigs in the Los Angeles, Long Beach, Orange County area. Dudorito should book them to play his wedding. Probably <laughs> mad cheat. Yeah, but they're all irradiated from being next to that power plant. <laughs> you don't want them in your, in your bar mitzvah. Look, <laughs> show up glowing. Traditional heavy metal. Definitely when I listen to them, I think traditional. Do you think they ever played with uh, Russian Max's band? Remember? Mongolian hater. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, Max. Where have you been? Yeah. You still listen to us? Let us know. Email us, rapalivecast at gmail.com. Judorino, do you know where this is? (laughs) This is the back alley (laughs) where they uh, uh, took this photo. It's like a freeway access road somewhere. This looks like a Suicidal Tendencies album cover now. <laughs> it does. Even the backwards hat he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any more video links or anything? Let's see. Oh. oh. War Cry. Oh. It's war Cringe. How do you okay. get to like 40 years old and not realize that this is lame? Uh, because these guys are clearly like 25. You, you think, think they're 25? That yeah. guy looks pushing. He looks like no. I think it's just the the, the look. Okay, maybe. Uh, they're in the studio. Oh, oh, can't wait for new music. Grave danger. Those graves are in a lot of danger. <laughs> but look in their logo, they separate the words. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's because there's a mace in between them. There you go. There's where the mace comes in. It was thrust into the logo. Yeah. 
<laughs> Here's footage of Grave Danger performing with Possessed. Performing with means performing before. Like oh, yeah. they weren't on the same stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof. You know this was a pay-to-play kind of performance. <laughs> Oh. Said, can that band you were talking about, Grave Danger, uh, sue them, please, so they can stop making me? <laughs> do we want to listen to the other, the ska band, Grave Danger, and just do a sure. comparison of who deserves to keep the name? Yes. Who's good enough to keep the name? Mace it or thrash it. <laughs> <laughs> Thrust it or thrash it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the link? Uh, let me find it. In 1978, Pat Patterson tried to thrust a maze into my bunghole. <laughs> and I did not let him. I regret that so much. <laughs> All right. Here it is. Up in the chat. Got it. Two yeah. active bands called grave danger that could not oh. be more different oh i like their i like their logo better what is this band they're ska oh okay it's no maze oh, and it's like voodoo glow skull ska where it just sounds like farts oh that guy was on the walking dead uh, I think I think the metal band wins. Is that yeah, possible? well, I mean, I they was both so ready. Yeah, it was so an interesting suck. Wow, that was. They barely had to do anything to win, and they didn't do it. <laughs> They're both so. doing the most cliche form of the genre they've chosen, but the other guy at least looks weird. <laughs> He only says the comedy factor. Mm. Yeah, that was that was rough. That was like they were all playing different ska songs. <laughs> they just mushed it all together. Like the metal version, like at least the music sounded like a metal song. It was just yeah. with like hilariously bad vocals. Some mighty 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 bore tones. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Well, so congratulations, Metal Grave Danger. So we actually, grave we actually sent this video uh, to to Thor Shredstein, friend of the show Thor Shredstein, yeah. and he was very upset with this vocalist. What did he uh, say? He said uh, that he thought he was stealing his look. I he's thinking it. about filing a lawsuit, and he actually wanted to come on our show come. and comment on this. Oh, do we? Do we have him? Uh, we do have a feed now due to certain uh, I have a restraining order against Thor. We can't mm -hmm. appear in the same stream together. Oh. So I'm going to dip out for a minute. You guys talk while while Thor logs on mm -hmm. and and then you could just interrogate him about what's going on. Sure. Hopefully. Yeah. And I'm sorry about this delay, but, you know, it's like just a uh, just a bandwidth problem. You know how you know how it goes, man. I didn't realize that restraining orders uh, reached into the virtual streaming space. I thought it was only like physical <laughs> proximity, not I can't even be in the same tab with you. 
The laws are always changing, you know. Or maybe uh, Thor is in the next apartment. Who knows? Wow, <laughs> Thor's in, relocated to Shishi Park Slope, Brooklyn. Wow. Who knows? I mean, I had always imagined that Thor had hit hard times, and that's why we don't see any new music from him. But maybe he found a side gig, and he can afford to live in the fancy, super fancy neighborhood where Rob lives. I sort of pictured him as moving into Epstein Island was that, once that was uh, freed up, and he's just <laughs> in a shack there waiting for his friends to show up, and they just never come. Oh. He misses all the, everyone who evacuated Epstein Island. He misses the old Epstein Island. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, probably not much is going on there anymore. So, you think there is some analogous like Vinny Stigma who longs for the old Epstein Island? Yes, one thousand percent. I wonder if uh, <laughs> there were some underage sex workers that were left on Epstein Island. And now they've come of age. Now they're legal age. And then somebody's going to get to Epstein Island to be very disappointed. Oh, yeah. That there's no children there anymore. Um, this was not in the brochure. You're like 25. What's going on here? <laughs> and your woman musk is just too strong. <laughs> get out of here. Well, I've heard that some people do actually like that. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I wanted to read... Uh... Thor is now in the Motley crew, says Shifty Shortcake. Could you see that happening? I think I could be see it being like a Thor manager. But yeah, a Thor, saying, manager. A, a Thor manager. <laughs> There'd be a lot of personality conflicts with those people. I think he might also use Mick Mars as an ashtray. Just oh, he my God. He doesn't move at all. He might mis mistake Mick. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you know where the ash ends and the tray begins? You know, that's. <laughs> Good point. He's very ashy. He does have the color of an ashtray. Ashy Mickey. Oh, Whoa. the satellite uplink is ready. Are we on? Am I on? Hello. Four. Four testing. testing. Four. Welcome. Four. 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 Testing. Well, testing. Four. 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 You done? <laughs> four. Is your mic working? <laughs> yeah. Welcome Hello, to the uh, show. Uh, who are you? Who am I? I'm one of the co-hosts of this program. You look ID. like one of my old roadies I fired. That, I, I've had, gotten that before. We showed pictures of that uh, show, and I was mistaken for that roadie. Thor is here in an undisclosed location. I don't want to talk about it. Don't ask me no questions about where Thor is. Thor just wants to say that Thor is very upset. The Thor is influence is still being felt throughout the metal community, and yet Thor is not seeing any royalties for this. Who is this band? Grave Mace or whatever they are. What are they doing? What is this guy's hair? Get a fucking haircut, bro. That's my hair. You think because you're not blonde, you're not ripping off Thor's look? Just because Thor has been underground working on Thor's New opus, Chinese Thormocracy, doesn't give you the right to steal Thor's look. Do you hear me? Am I being heard? Is this thing on? One, two. Checking. Mike, Mike. Thor, Thor. Thor, I got to ask you now. First of all, shocking reveal that you're working on new music, which I want to hear all about. But I'm very surprised with how pro-America you are that you would put China into your name of your album. Well, that's it's a concept album, Darren. 
Thank you for asking. I've been working on it. With everything going on in the world today, all the geopolitical mess we find ourselves in. Turmoil. Yes, that's actually the first track of the album, Turmoil. (laughs) Uh, uh, I, I didn't realize you were such a big fan. Uh, Sid, it says. I'm well, on ThorChan. I know all the, the inside info. On the, you get well, on don't, you, don't you remember Sid bought a cameo and you played him one track because you would play <laughs> a little bit of a track just like Dave Mustaine does. <laughs> you were at a NASCAR race. <laughs> That's right. Thor and Dave Mustaine, we have the same jujitsu coach. The <laughs> difference is that Dave goes for coaching and Thor goes because he has good coke. <laughs> so anyway, actually, that's not a difference. We both go because he has good coke. Let's be honest. No, no, that's not true at all. I don't want Thor doesn't need another lawsuit right now. But as I was saying, Chinese Thormocracy is about Thor Shredstein being a political diplomat going to China, killing Kim Jong-un and restoring <laughs> democracy in China. That's did I get that right? Yeah, that yeah. sounds. I mean, I kill, not only do I kill Kim Jong Un, I kill Winnie the Pooh as well. There are no political leaders left in China, and then Thor is the leader, and Thor says, "No, I will not be a dictator, but you got to do what I say." Oh, that sounds. You, that's heartwarming. Actually, I you got to do what I say and be a democracy and vote for a democracy. And if they say, no, Thor, we like socialism, we like communism, oh, I say, no, Thor is here because you do not need dictators. You need to listen to what Thor has to say. Oh, OK. So how do you feel about like U.S. democracy and what's going on here? U.S. democracy? Darren, mm-hmm. is that what you said? That is what I said, yes. U.S. democracy thought? is dead. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay, I don't want to get too far into it. My agent says my political beliefs are turning off half of my Spotify listeners, all these purple-haired people who think that, oh, everybody should have a right to vote. No. The only people that need to have a right to vote are the people who agree with Thor Shredstein. The rest of you could go smoke your marijuana, not do your cocaine, because Thor is doing it, mm-hmm. and not vote. That, that's how Thor looks at it. So you're saying democracy is dead, and that's a good thing. It's a bad thing. America is not the country that Thor remembers. Thor remembers wonderful sunlight and good bees and great chicks with big boobs. Now you can't even say that anymore. And then now I got to wonder, is that a chick? You know what I'm saying? Sure. I don't think it's repulsive. And let me me be clear. Let me be clear. (laughs) Thor is a pansexual, okay? Mm -hmm. Thor just likes everyone to be up front with their pronouns. Mm -hmm. And with your pronouns, Thor? My pronouns are Thor Thor. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, Sid. When when you say it pansexual. It says right here in my little graphic, Thor Thor Thor. Are you, when you say uh, he, him, pan, Thor. pansexual, are you talking about that scandal where you were caught on video with a girl that you groomed jerking off into a frying pan? Or is that something, <laughs> something different? Look. Yes. Thor is not a fan of kink shaming. Yes, I like having sex with pans. <laughs> but so what 
Mm-hmm. What we do in the privacy of our, of our own bunkers is is our own business. And look, Thor is a good friend. Thor is a friend to friends who agree with Thor. You know, I've been talking to John Chafer for so long. He's been getting me. He has been opening up my third eye. Is he the in truth. the bunker with you? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because apparently some people are looking for him. John, John, go in the other room. Go in there, John. No, sh- Different John? Or is that John Schaefer right now that you're talking to? Sorry, wh- what? Was that was, John Schaefer? You just said John. Muted. I was supposed to be muted. No, that's not John. I'm not here in a secret bunker with John Schaefer hiding him from the FBI. That is exactly what is not happening. Oh, okay. Just wanted to clarify. Thor Shredstein is working on Chinese Thormocracy by himself. Yes, there might be some few guest solos. Mm-hmm. But you know who the guest solos are from? Thor Shredsty, because Thor doesn't collaborate with anybody. So if this sounds exactly like Iced Earth, this album, it'll just be like an homage, in other words, you're saying. It might be because some guy is working on his album in the other room, but I, that's neither here nor there. Look, all I'm saying is he is a brave patriot who is grossly misunderstood. He sent me a lot of literature, and I sent it back to him, and I said, send me a YouTube video. So then he sent me a YouTube video, and I understood it. I understood what was happening, and I thought, you know what? You know what? These people, these people on January 6th, maybe they're a little misunderstood, you know? It was just a little barbecue, just a little cookout to celebrate patriotism and to remind people that voting is a fraud. Mm-hmm. What happened? Okay. It was a little cookout. Why is everyone freaking out? Why is this Liz Cheney broad who I, you know, I once stopped at a, at a dinner and now she's all, really? why is she on my TV? Going, you know what I mean? Was that the sound she made when you stopped her? No. Oh. Don't you worry about the sound she made when I stopped the thought. Got no problems there. How are you doing? I'm very curious. No, how are you doing? I'm curious. I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm fine. Thank <laughs> you. Now, I was wondering, you said John Schaefer has no influence whatsoever on this album, but we got a couple None. of the advanced tracks, and one of them is uh, Storming the Capitol was great, and I fucking loved it. And the other one was uh, I Took a Dump on Chuck Schumer's Desk. So how do you... That seems like it might have been influenced by John Schaefer slightly. Look, look, I'm just saying this is a concept album. Uh-huh. And I'm just working on concepts I've heard from friends. I had some friends okay. who were there on January 6th. Thor was not there on January 6th for one simple reason. No Coke was allowed. What's Thor going to do? How's Thor going to have fun? Mm-hmm. How's Thor going to have fun without Coke? You're saying yeah. Coke was banned from Washington, D.C.? Seems unlikely. Uh, yes, that, especially the capital. That's what the memo forward. that John Schaefer sent me said. I mean, uh, that's what the memo that uh, the you know, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Thor wasn't there that day, but I think that uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings about what went down. You know, uh, I don't think anybody uh, uh, should be casting the first stone unless you get stoned. Right? That's the saying. Yeah, that's exactly uh, it. Uh, you know, a few people got out of line. It was it, it was just mostly a couple of hundred thousand patriots. 
just expressing their rights as Americans. They just stood there. What did they do? They stood there and they said, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and get out the fucking way, pig bird. Get out of here, you capital rival. So what? It was just a little peaceful riot. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you weren't there. It was no big deal. And, uh, you know, uh, I heard the stop the steal, and I thought people were going to be forming a group to help Thor get back that c- coke that Marty Friedman stole from me in 1989, that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so and that was just. talks about what a great guy Marty Friedman is, but nobody talks about how Marty Friedman constantly stole, stole Thor Schwetzky's cocaine. So it was just a big misunderstanding. You were there to get your coke back, and you thought they were helping you, but they were trying to break into the Capitol, you're saying. Look, Thor has no idea what's going on with the election. Thor does not like to participate in politics. Thor just wants to say that he's seen Nancy Pelosi's laptop and the type of porn that she's looking at. Let me tell you. Oh, what is it? That's, tell a, us kick, the- that's a kicky broad. And well, tell us the big knockers. She does. That's <laughs> big sure. knockers. Can't even great see it stock the- tips and that- kinky porn. Yes. You're going to be calling me Thor Pelosi pretty soon. Oh, she's going to dump her husband? Well, he might die from his injuries. Right. He got hammer Let's just say Thor. Thor happens to know somebody with very strong opinions on The Last Jedi Mm. who might have taken a little trip to San Francisco or wherever Mm. they are. You shouldn't admit to this, I think, Thor, on videos. Nobody can find Thor. Thor is in a hidden bunker. John says we have some VPN so nobody could track <laughs> us. No, so good. we're good. We're good. Thor can say whatever he wants. And let me say something else. Uh, if, you know, if uh, Richie, my uh, uh, my nose candy guy is listening, I'm ready for you. Whenever you can come by, you, you know where I am. Yeah, you're just admitting to everything because you think you're so safe in this bunker. I'm a little worried. Look. All I'll say is Chuck Schumer's fridge had no Fantas, and Thor was not pleased when he heard that news. There need to be Fantas in every fridge in that Capitol building. Do not discriminate against Fanta. I don't want any of this sun-kissed crap. When you go to Europe, where they appreciate culture like Thor Shredstein, mm-hmm. do you know what kind of Fantas they have? Well, they have. they got orange Fanta. They got strawberry Fanta. They got pineapple Fanta. <laughs> they got Mandarin Panther. I'm like, what Mandarin is this? Mandarin Panther? Delicious. Yeah. Love that Panther. It's, it's unbelievable. That's what they call the Black Panther movies in China. They call the Mandarin Panther. Listen, <laughs> I don't like I don't like the Japanese because they like that skinny twerp Marty Friedman. But China, mm. I'm coming for you. And I'm bringing democracy. Mm. Thormocracy. Well, we can't wait for that album, Thor. Are you going to tour in China? Thor is no longer touring. Thor is going to be doing all of his future Thor dates in what my accountant tells me is something called the Metaverse. Uh, the metalverse or something oh, right. like that. But it's essentially Thor doesn't have to leave his house and all these nerds pay Thor hundreds of thousands of dollars to some bullshit JPEGs or some shit. Sure. Sure. And if Thor's, you got it. Non-fungible Thor's. Just give me a hundred thousand dollars. I don't care. Sure. That's what NFT actually stands for. <laughs> Non-fungible Thor. I thought it stands for no Fanta Thor. 
Oh, and that's not the Thor we want. He gets yeah. very cranky. Was it, was it, oh, you got you to gotta talk to Alex Jones? Your Thor's got to go. Uh, uh, John needs to use the webcam. The John that I you're wanna... not in a bunker with? <laughs> Stop <laughs> asking all these questions. Let Thor have a little privacy, okay? No, that doesn't say the Schaefer residence. Relax. Oh. Anyway, Thor's going to go. Don't forget to subscribe to my Thortreon. And be a top Thorcast fan of the week. What? Thor would appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Thor Shredstein, for joining us. That was great. He forgot to promote his Substack. Oh, that's right. Oh, we should get him back on one day. Oh well, he's he's got a lot to worry about right now. Yeah. Wow. That was that was something. He apparently uh, thinks that Kim Jong Un is the ruler of China. I mean, he visits there sometimes. Maybe he's just thinking two birds, one stone. He'll go during a visit and he'll knock both of them out. I might be giving a little too much credit to Thor Schrödinger. <laughs> that that that's sort of the story of Thor. Well, he's Thor. Too much credit. Thor also thinks that uh, Team America World Police was a uh, documentary. So that's. <laughs> that's why he thinks they're all marionettes. He can beat them up so easily. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Let's go. I could do that. We should have never sent those marionette uh, uh, soldiers over. That was the problem. <laughs> See, you know, they shouldn't have put fire with fire. They should have sent real people. The thing is, marionettes burn very easily. Oh, Rob's back. Hey. Oh, what did I miss? Well, Thor was on. It was a uh, very enlightening interview he has a new album coming out or oh, he's working on it i guess oh that's big news it's called the uh, chinese thormocracy yeah oh i thought i thought he didn't like china because it, it was it wasn't a democracy well it's about him invading china and uh and taking out kim jong-un the ruler of china oh yes. i mean according to thor we could, it could be an alternate uh, reality scenario in his music Okay. What if Kim Jong Un was a Chinese? <laughs> you know, you know, right, those, well, you know those what if stories. You know, oh, it's it's like the Marvel series on Disney. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Wandavision. What if, but Thor? <laughs> Don't get Thor started on Disney Plus. You can't watch a second of it because of the other Thor in there. You know. Right. Oh, so, I, I thought because they fired Gina Carano. <laughs> well, well, him and Gina go way back. <laughs> she, she, she allowed him to stay in one of his bunkers for a while. I heard that was his original so, MMA teacher. <laughs> she got too. Big. Oh, he does jujitsu now too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I Dave. missed a lot. Dave Mustaine. Right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our Spotify playlist. Every week, we uh, each pick a song uh, on, on a playlist we call the R.A.P. Livecast Music Break. Early on in the in the show's history, we would actually have music breaks where we played actual songs before all this copyright infringement stuff got all serious. We were like, okay, we should probably stop playing these tracks on our on our podcast, but we still want to highlight some music, so we do it on the Spotify playlist. And uh, this week, I picked a classic Nightwish song, one of one of my favorite Nightwish songs, and I'm honestly not too hot on Nightwish. Sometimes it could be a little too cheesy with the power metal, but they sound song, like that guy from Grave Danger looks. <laughs> but but 
but talented, like like with with musical skill. If because so, sure. uh, this song is so catchy, and this song, whoever was working the soundboards at the New Japan shows uh, the last two nights that that we went to, again before we got there, Darren uh, was blasting this song ah. so loud right before. The, the matches started both nights and it's been stuck in my head uh, all night because the hook is very infectious. Was it Noah? She touring with New Japan? It wasn't Noah, no. Well, power metal is very huge in Japan, though. Like, it's like incredibly huge. So probably they, I don't know if they're, I don't know who the soundboard guy was or if they bring him on the tour or if it was just someone from the venue. But if it was someone affiliated with New Japan, I would mm. believe it's. A lot of these guys that come out to the ring, their music is like some for some degree of power metal. Makes sense. Uh, so, Darren, wrote, what did you pick? Well, before I get into what I picked, oh. I wanted to say that I was shocked that you didn't pick 808 State because uh, this is another in a long-running series of me suggesting a band I've never heard but only knew the name of due to oh. like 10 years of, of working in record stores when I was younger. And I say, I think that's Electronica. Rob, you might like it. And it's it's like the third in a row that I've suggested. And Rob actually wound up liking it. Yeah, it I actually great. really like it. I've been listening to it a, a lot this weekend. Uh, I'll, I'll pick a song uh, next week. I just uh, This one in particular, just because of how, how much it stood out for me. No, I understand. The show. I wasn't but, uh, criticizing you. But I, I really did get into 808 State. It's a great <laughs> band. They have, they have a huge, huge catalog. I mean, they're just basically two producers, so they do a ton of remixes and stuff. Oh. So there's a lot to dive into. But I just I went immediately to the old shit. I'm glad you and enjoyed it. It's, it. it's pretty timeless. Uh, so, yeah, that was great. So what did you pick? Uh, well, we're almost through October, blessedly. We don't have to sit through any more Halloween shit. And, uh, I it's love it. Over. By the time the next show airs, we'll be into November. So yes. thank goodness for that. Uh, and to close it out, I actually picked a Halloween-relevant song uh, just so to kind of commemorate the fact that we're done with this bullshit. And my song is by... What is the bullshit? I don't understand. It's fun. It's not a little fun. whimsy. God forbid a little, but it's better than Thanksgiving or, or, or Christmas stuff. I hate that shit. This I like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has great spooky, food, at least. Spooky yeah, and Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving has great food. Uh, Christmas, I feel like, you know, it's a sort of a time to get in touch with people that you may like that you don't see very often. Uh, and, and, no, and, it's and Halloween. And people act nicer to each other, I feel, during during Christmas time, which I like, but Halloween is just grown people acting like children. So I'm not really a big fan of it, I'm, but I'm, you're Darren. I do. Thank you, Sid, but I do no, love the no fun police is, yep. is out in full force tonight, but I love it's not cause it's not fun. I, I don't feel like they're, I think they feel forced and socially uh, obligated to do it. Like to, mm, I think you, you feel that on, way, but a lot of people on are fun. the train wearing devil horns and you're like 31 years old like just stop already like give you me, got your you, whole ass out you're sitting in rat shit mm -hmm. and not, well, not really really that person's problem is they should just be taking an uber okay yeah. well that's one of their problems but anyway <laughs> i do love this song. and hepatitis i fully admit they quote it from sitting in a miniskirt on the train yes uh <laughs> things crawl in there but uh <laughs> this song i do legitimately love and this is a spooky song and it's by the great jonathan colton and it's called re your brains re colon your brains like an email subject header 
and it's a from the perspective of a an annoying like Gary Cole style office space boss mm. who has turned into a zombie and is writing emails to his underling trying to convince him to open the door so that he and the other zombies can eat his brains and that's the song and it's very very well done and i love it nice judarino says he wants to dress as sid's cat next year that's fine and just do like a sexy version why did you write sid's on all caps like the disease that afflicts children uh i'm assuming it's a is a mobile autocorrect do you write about sudden infant death syndrome so often that it would uh like convert it to capitals no, the autocorrect does it immediately. It would do it on my phone as well. It's because you didn't put an apostrophe for SIDS. I when I've so ever written the uh, acronym. I when I've ever written SIDS, it did it correctly. Maybe I just have a superior phone. Just saying. It's uh, it's probably it's an Apple uh, autocorrect thing for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a reason it's a superior phone because it doesn't capitalize SIDS. You're totally yes. right there. It's one of the, <laughs> one of the many one of the many. That's one of the smaller reasons. <laughs> Sid, what do you got? Uh, well, I, I realized I've never uh, put a rancid song on the playlist, mm. and I know that most of the time I would disagree. I... Some of the songs you put are pretty rancid. <laughs> and you still have it. No. Uh, <laughs> and I realized that like most of the time when we've discussed rancid on the show, it's me shitting on them for what they've become. But at one point, they were arguably the best punk band in the world. And I picked a song from their last truly great album, and out come the wolves. I picked the song Junkie Man because it has a really cool spoken word interlude by Jim Carroll, who uh, is a legend of the old New York and the movie, the basketball diaries is based on his book and his life. I think he's no longer with us if I'm not mistaken, but uh, yeah. And he says, he says the title of the album in his spoken word part. And I think that's where they got the title and outcome the wolves and just a great song on a great album. And I sort of, Reading an interview they did after this album came out sort of signaled the end of them being good because of what they said. They complained that the producer of this album, I don't remember his name, maybe Jerry Finn, something like that. Anyways, he worked them so hard that they never wanted to work with him again because it was just too grueling. And none of their albums afterwards were anywhere near as good. So clearly, like, they needed to be worked that hard to put out their best stuff. And they just didn't really feel like it afterwards they're like now nah, we're good with being like a six out of ten this nine nine out of ten stuff a, is too hard that's such a weird uh thing to complain about a producer usually you hear the opposite like uh, a lot of like slipknot complain about rick rubin that he was just never there and mm-hmm. that like when he was there he didn't really get the band and they didn't like the the feedback that they were giving and, and how he was trying to uh the direction in which he was taking the music uh but not that oh man they made us do so many takes yeah they <laughs> wanted like, us to get this right and make it sound as good as possible what a dick we just wanted to go drinking and then the rest of their albums sound like what it sounds like when they spend most of the day drinking instead of rehearsing and doing the takes over and over again so it was never quite the same but this album was their peak junkie man great song on the album there really isn't a bad song on the album but this is the one i went with oh and by the way r.i.p stands for rest in pelosi Oh, I don't oh. want to. I don't want to rest in there. <laughs> uh, I want to also throw before we wrap up here. Um, you mentioned producers, and it made me remember uh, a little story about this guy who uh, spoke to my film class this week, 
who was a visual effects producer who worked on the Irishman, by the way, which is crazy visual effects in it. Was uh, he in now. charge of the de-aging technology? He was, well, he was like the, uh, he was a, a producer, one of many people who was okay. a producer. So he was like in a supervisory position. In other words, probably a lot of it was to do with um, working out contracts to get them to, to the people who actually did the stuff and all okay. that kind of minutia, whatever. But he also, he worked on many things like uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close and Hunger Games and all this stuff. But the one thing I looked in his IMDb, he worked on the second season of Lost. Oh. And this was when he was just starting out. Like he wasn't really big on Lost. He had a little, like just he a little role on in VFX on Lost. But I asked him, not a VFX question, but... Can you please tell me if these motherfuckers had any idea? Did you actually say motherfuckers? I said something disparaging. I don't <laughs> think I said a vulgar word. I said like these weirdos or something. And he was he basically politely said no, they had no idea what they were doing. And he was like he was like the script changed. And then he was careful to say I love Damon Lindelof and The Leftovers, one of the best shows I ever saw. And oh, he's true. like I'm not disparaging them, but He's saying he's he thinks they wrote lost like on the back of a napkin, like oh for like, sure. Well, didn't they basically admit to that? No, no. Uh, since what? Lindelof has definitely said things to that effect. What did he say? That they didn't know or that they had the ending, but then everybody figured it out. So they had to like do other shit. No. Yeah, he's yeah. he he went on a uh, well, he might have said that retroactively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, he was saying, we planned this out, and you're well, going to no, see course, it. Well, no, of course. At the time, no, I was, didn't, the network yeah, was telling him, this time, is what you have to say. But since, since, I feel yeah. like it's come out that they assumed that they were just going to get canceled. Like, they weren't even going to make it to the end of the season. So they, they said just that. Wrote, they wrote the no. craziest shit they could, not even thinking how they would pay it off. No, uh, assuming I they never would just heard be that. Canceled. I'll tell you what and I then heard. They had to, then, then, then they had to, like, ret retcon it. That's what you're saying, I think, is half partially accurate. He said we had to. He said we had an ending in mind, and when the 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 network wanted us to keep producing shows, and it wanted they wanted it to go way longer than we wanted it to go, so we had to do a lot of filler, and mm -hmm. we did a lot of backgrounds. But we had the ending in mind, and we always were had signposts where we were leading to the ending, but we had to throw in a whole bunch of stuff along the way to pad out the show. But he never ever said we just made up bullshit and then we had to figure out a way to wrap it up at the end. He, I don't remember him. At least I've never come in contact. If you could show me, direct me to that. Well, no, the filler is the made up bullshit. Oh, but oh, right. But I'm saying the end of the show is the made up bullshit, which I know for a fact. Mm. I, oh, I'm pretty sure he never said that. Dusty Rose Muffler said, "From which season was Lost bad? I can't. I can't say. Well, the last season was bad. But yeah, the last season." I can't really say it's fully bad because loss is such a weird phenomenon because week to week, episode to episode, the performances are great. It looks great. The direction is great. Everyone who worked on the show below the showrunners is fucking great. It's an enjoyable watch. You get wrapped up in it. The only problem is the end of the show just invalidates everything mm -hmm. they were doing yeah. before. It just makes it very clear. They had, the whole appeal of the show was this mystery, and you feel like there's this overarching mythology, and you get absorbed in it, and it was so fantastically well done. And then you get to the end, and it becomes very clear. Oh, yeah. they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Well, I think also you might have a different experience. You... Sorry, not you, Darren, but like the, the listener, the viewer. If yeah. you're watching now without having the week to week 
internet chatter yeah and like oh is this what this means you know like i think part of the the reason that it was so disappointing was because of all the expectations that we had being really into the show as super friends which is not to say that they it was a good ending if we didn't have those expectations it was no it was a bad it was, ending it, either way but it just made it more disappointing That's yeah what, so like, oh it's a so, shame they didn't so really maybe stick the maybe if you didn't have like all of these seeds planted in your head of where it could have gone and you just kind of like watch it through it, it might be more bearable you've said mm-hmm. that you've both said that to me before and i i hate to extend the show longer than we were going to extend it but i have to push back on that slightly because even if what you're saying might be true that maybe someone would not be as disappointed with it as, as we were because we were in it week to week. The fact remains, they built the show on answers and mysteries and every little minutia, every vase in the background of a scene yeah, yeah. meant something. They made the show that way. And then they knew all along that they were doing this and they had no reason for what the vase actually meant. They were just throwing shit out. They were just making shit up. And at the end, it's cheapened by the fact that they they scribbled a few things that this thing meant that they were playing backgammon and but it's so very clearly poorly written and i feel anyone who got into it now even if they didn't have to wait a week or a year for new episodes to come out they would if they're analyzing the show they will still they will still discover this they might not feel like they had 6 years of rug pulled out from under them but I feel like anyone who really paid well, attention. The, the to reason I say this is because two people have watched the show since it ended and told me it was an enjoyable experience for them. And they didn't like look up the internet hype or whatever, which I was just like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Right. Good for you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm I believe you that. Cause, I cause believe that. But my point of saying is the reason they're not as upset at the show is because they're not absorbing all of the show. Like these were. Things right. that the the showrunners had a podcast every week, one hour long, talking about all the shit they were putting in the show. And just you wait, it's going to pay off so good. Right. But again, this no. is like stuff the network made them do. Yeah, also these podcasts. Yeah, no, they need they wanted more content. They're like, you have to do this now. So and, and I want willingly... to mention that those those podcasts are no longer available. Smart. You can't find them anywhere. Right. But <laughs> who would want to back so that now? Not, but like watching it week to week, you would assume this is part of they're saying what they're saying here is part of canon. So you have all these and they they lied regularly on that podcast. Okay. And, and said it was this, true. This is confirming my point, though. This is confirming my point. The show was made to willingly to deceive the audience that things were important. Yeah, they oh, I, I agree. I agree with that point. Uh, but I'm saying though. If you watch it now without that context, maybe you might enjoy it. And, I don't know. Don't I think it. it just, no, there's too many contradictory things, even without all that extra hype that they were putting in. There's just so many things that make no, that have no factor in the end of the show that are incredibly important in the beginning of the show. And just don't factor in at all. It just becomes a different story in the last season. Dusty Rhodes Buffalo asked, which ending was worse, Lost or Game of Thrones? And I have lost. a hard time. I say Lost. And I, I'll give you explanation, oh, but you can go, Sid. I don't even like they're they're both awful in different ways. That's Hard true. For me to yeah. like Lost, I feel like they made a choice. It was a dumb choice, but it was a choice that they made. And like once they decided that's how the se- the, the series was going to end, they went all in on that, and it didn't work. But Game of Thrones, I sort of feel like with that last season, like they were like, we don't even care anymore. Let's we're just like let's just end yeah. this. 
There's a fucking Starbucks cup in the shot. There's scenes that are so dark, people can't see, whatever, whatever. We don't need to fix it. We just want to go home. And so that lack of giving a fuck at all is somehow more hurtful to me. But they're both, they were both bad, just in That's different valid. ways. That's valid. I yeah. but let me defend my reasoning. Uh and I want to preface this by saying in no way am I saying the end of Game of Thrones was good. Yeah. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. Yes. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> but I think I have more respect for a show that uh I have more respect for a show where the showrunners don't give a shit and fuck it up than I do for a show where the showrunners are actively fucking lying to me in order to make money uh, and the network. That is more of a grievance to me than the show where they just are lazy and do a poor job of wrapping their show up. Because one of them is like, one of them is like, eh, you know, this becomes a run-of-the-mill boring show. And the other one is like a slap in my face that I want to like, fuck you. Like, I'm insulted by loss. I'm not insulted by Game of Thrones. It's just like, eh. I like the show and now I don't anymore. Lost is Lost is just a, a big, a big. A, they're pissing on you, basically. In my opinion, I th- I do think that like the television industry in general learned a big lesson from the Lost stuff because you know who showrunners are of big shows now, but they're not as in as much communication with the fan base on a weekly basis as those Lost guys were. I think everybody learned that that's just a bad idea. Yeah, just make mm-hmm. your art. And let the people fucking do what they want with it and just don't become like as big a part of the show as the cast is. Like, By the way, in the background. Can you say a worse thing to your audience than like, yes, we did lie to you, but ABC made us do it? Like, can you say a worse thing than that? We spent 60 hours doing a podcast that was full of shit. Like, can you, that, that is such a, I, mean, I would see, just that never doesn't admit bother it. me because I never listened to the podcast. So that they weren't lying to me. I never, I wasn't involved in that. But even though you heard that they did that, the, yeah. don't you no, it was just and, and the but news would trickle out anyway from even if sometimes. you listen to it. But you I also know. have to say, and I know Dare doesn't want to hear this, and I don't think Rob has seen these shows. But Dave, the stuff Damon Lindelof has done since Lost, yeah, the leftovers and the Watchmen, ten out of ten, A plus, wow. perfect endings, perfect all the way through, pretty much loved both with all of my heart. But what so about the, Pro- he has? Hmm? Prometheus. I didn't see that. I don't care about that. that was his just TV shows. That movie. Yeah, his TV shows were fantastic. And I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating that. whatever's next. I don't dispute that. That's a no. fair statement. If you watch it and you enjoyed it, uh, more power to you. I will not watch. That's fair. Let's let's uh, wrap it up. We did get a, an email from uh, Israeli guy, but you could always send us an email during the week. Let us know what you think about Lost. About. Game of Thrones, which ending you preferred? If you're watching House of the Dragons, I'm not. Darren, are you watching House of the I, Dragons? I, I, I plan to watch it. I'm not mm-hmm. put off by, not by by Game of Thrones in the way I'm put off by Lost. Columbia uh, Neckbeard says it was surprisingly very good. I've seen all but the last two episodes of House of the Dragon, and up to whatever, like episode eight, I thought it was trash. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, It's some of the same issues as Game of Thrones and just not a single likable character. I've heard that the last two episodes were better. I'll see them this week. But up to episode eight, I was just like, this is like Game of Thrones, but I want everyone to die. I heard people say almost that exact same thing. Uh, yeah. So, And people yeah. that I trust. But I, I probably will still watch it. But I've just heard it's like fan service for people who just miss Game of Thrones. And it's no, there's no real point to it. 
but like fan service for people who read all the books. Like oh, I'm right. just a regular Game of Thrones fan. There ain't no fan service in there for me. I don't care about any of these people. Because mm. like, like just, it's just it's like 200 years before Game of Thrones, and they're talking about stuff that happened that right. like prophesizing stuff that happens in Game of Thrones. And it's like, well, then I know how this all ends. So what is this? Well, and you're when not I giving s- anybody compelling in this moment. So like. Oh, right. It really is just like the new HBO executives were like, what is the only thing anyone liked about Game of Thrones? Dragons. So let's have a show with dragons. Mm-hmm. But what, what is the show about? Dragons. <laughs> but does anything happen? Yeah, dr- just dragons and, and some incest. incest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what everybody liked about <laughs> Game of Thrones. Dragons and incest. That's it. So just let's have a show that's just that. Can you have the dragon fuck his own brother? Like that could be. We haven't, at least up to where I am up to, I have not seen any dragon fucking yet. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why the show turns around in the last two episodes because it was like a dragon orgy. And when I said, cool. when I did, when I said fan service, I just meant recreating the world and the aesthetic of the Game of Thrones and then down like, to you... like scenes being too dark and you don't know what's happening. <laughs> that definitely still happens. I've heard some people say they like it. I just don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Israeli guy sent us an email and yes. asked oh, if we could stretch these. Oh no! What is? <laughs> what are they made of? It is looks like truck uh, nuts for a, a machine gun. Yeah, it just looks like a truck nuts for what? your machine gun. You know, when you feel like your your gun isn't masculine enough, throw some nuts on it. Can it function as a grenade as well? Like, you or like, it does off? it hold bullets or shell casings? Not like, functional in any way. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And it's called a tax sack. It's a tax sack. <laughs> How much does Less this cost? It, I don't know. Oh, it even has ball wrinkles too. It's not even just like <laughs> balls. It's like it's got the authentic wrinkles to it. That is wild. Mm, oh, it's 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 available in many different colors. All available in uh, in police blue. <laughs> I might have to get this ta- for my brother-in-law. A tax sack is only. $33.62. Embrace your masculinity by showing off how ballsy your firearm is. <laughs> the tax act is a novelty gun accessory that is sure to stun your opponents to death with laughter even before the bullet hits. Wait, what? <laughs> what is this copy? Make this the person you're like about paintball? to murder laugh. Yeah. Uh, is this uh, like oh okay, yes, perfect maybe? for painful paintball, airsoft, yeah. and nerf okay. guns? Okay, okay. Yeah. And and uh, nerfing an entire village. Yeah, there's Sorry. a new B in ACAB. <laughs> uh, Do they have these our... that you could attach to a drone? Oh no! Oh. Last thing so you, you could like, you could blow up a wedding and then teabag it. <laughs> you could teabag the rubble. Well, it depends how low the balls are hanging on your drone. It could teabag it first and then It'd blow detach. it up. Yeah. If they were like Rob balls, they'd be teabagged oh, no. an hour before the explosion. My, my balls are not <laughs> saggy. How dare you? Dudorito, the thin blue scrotum. <laughs> it does come in blue, I heard. Yeah. Those uh, blue balls. All right. Let's talk about our Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes every month. And uh, there's some good bonus epis. Uh, on, mo- on Tuesday, a new episode is being posted. And we do another round of the Chuck Klosterman hypotheticals, a bunch of fun questions and some interesting answers and, and conversation paths we go down. What were our two this month, you may ask? Well, we did a roundtable discussion of the Munsters, which 
if you haven't seen the new Rob Zombie movie, The Monsters, don't. Yeah. Just watch our, our roundtable and it'll be enough. Uh, I'm burping for some reason right now. Uh, And uh, also Theodore Rex. We did a watch along of the Whoopi Goldberg movie that she literally was forced with a gun to her head to do. Well, (laughs) I mean, she got sued into doing it, but uh, it was very bad. And uh, we had a fun time roasting it. So you can watch that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash RIP livecast. And for 10 bucks a month, you are a top livecast fan. You get a shout out at the end of the show. And uh, I guess I'll do it as Andre the Giant. Oh, oh no. I, I was going to say you should bring Thor back in to read it. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank Eric and uh, Benjamin for giving me all that beer. And Dan R. Stop Pat Patterson from grabbing my ass. And Sam I have and Bitty Skip. Why do I sound like Gerald Ford? <laughs> sound like Dana Carvey's Gerald Ford impersonation. Uh, Gerald Ford, do you mean like uh, I mean, uh, Tom Brokaw? Tom Brokaw, that's it. Tom Brokaw, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Sam, <coughs> Sam, I Bernie Mayer, Skipper, get over here and help Andre up and uh, gender. I want you to have this peanut. Chasseur Sassusets. Oh, yes, from my home country of France. Very nice. And, uh, Robert Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin, you don't even give me a little bit of coke. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, cattle decaf, Andre don't drink. No decaf, Andre just drinks wine. Robert Vampiro, no blood, just wine. <laughs> Hugo likes tacos, Andre likes wine. <laughs> Lando Danks, Lando wine. Also liked beer, didn't he? This is just Rob's voice at this point. <laughs> Look right. Corey and Scotty H. Doug Pigman. Who are you, Douglas Levison? Hey, guys, it's Josh. All right. <laughs> yeah, he does. Hey, quick man cometh. He sounds like Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. <laughs> Would you shut up about the car? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's wow. our show for this week. Thank you for tuning in. We always love your feedback. RAPLivecast at gmail.com. Also, join us in our Discord. Come hang out with us. We chat all week long. It's fun. You can get the info and the invite at RAPLivecast.com. We will see you back here in November.